Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here today with Meredith Deeds. Hello. She's in the hot seat while Hanson is out and uh, traipsing around, I think, the Caribbean. Who knows? Uh, yeah, is I think she? Saint, Saint, is Saint uh, Kitts and Nevis, Nevis, I think, was <laughs> where I saw some pictures. Nice. Yeah, I know. So that's pretty good. Um, but that's so we're lovely and thankful that you are here. Thank you. I'm I mean, happy to be here. As of course, always. And for those of you guys who don't know, Meredith writes for the Star Tribune often. She has many cookbooks. <laughs> so How many? many? So many. So many. So many. And so she's one of our favorite food people to have on board because she has gives good, you give such good advice. Wow. Well, hey. Thank you. Why not? <laughs> it's, it's free, so you're getting what you're paying for. <laughs> Just remember, I don't have to eat the food you cook That's that right. I give you advice on. That's, That's right. what I always say. I'm like, you don't. I don't know if you can trust me or not. I don't have to eat it. That's right. No money's changed hands, so I'm not liable for anything. Right. No, there's no contractual issues here. Seriously. So how was your holidays? They were good? Oh, so good. Yeah. Did you eat so up good. a storm? Ate up a storm. Um, it took me a while to uh, decompress from that. It takes a while for me to kind of slow that train down. Right. Because <laughs> my birthday is right after. Well, the so holidays. we were saying that your birthday was just there, just recently. So That's happy right. birthday! Thank you very much. And but I always like use that. So my birthday is the seventh, which is like one exactly one week <laughs> after New Year's. Yes. So I keep going. Okay. Well, then after the seventh, that's when I'm going to start to be right, good. Right. So it takes me a while, and then of course it's not after the seventh. It's like the eleventh before I really get my act together. Yeah. And now I'm trying to be. You're I'm centering, to be eating better. I'm trying to thinking, get slow down on the alcohol. <laughs> slow down on the alcohol. I ramped back up. I just already have decided that, like, I think I had to slow down, and maybe that was a couple days. But, but I. So my friend Stephanie Meyer, you know Stephanie Meyer. Yes. Her birthday's on the sixth, and That's so right. That's we right. kind of have that same thing where it's like you start to celebrate again just as soon as you're not. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, last week we had. Uh, Heather Manley on, who was doing Dry January. Oh, I know Heather, yes. And Heather is a stitch. Dry January. She was doing Dry January. I know. A distiller doing Dry January. So it's kind of fun. But she, but that's the whole point is like, take, you know, whatever you need. Take a time. Take, take yeah. whatever you need and then, you know, commit to the rest of your life. There you go. <laughs> doing a drink. I can commit to one day. Yeah. And that's it. And then yeah. see how it goes tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm, and you know, it's like there's days where I was like, you know, I mean, I definitely, I think it's just the opportunity to party more in December. Yes. You know, it's definitely there. Yes. And then January, there is less. I mean, there's not as many parties happening, although I will say I was at two different restaurants and uh, I last night and I was at went to a a distillery cocktail room. So did I. You did. I did. And so we can see how well right. this is all going. Well, for I us. mean, like it wasn't like empty. <laughs> no, but I was really surprised. So I went to Tattersall last night. Oh, you did with some friends. We were in the Hello, same neighborhood. Mark and Karen. What? Yeah, we were in the same neighborhood. So oh, that's were good. We? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but every other time I've been there, I got there early, knowing I was meeting kind of a group of people yeah. there, and thought, you know, before I've had to, it's been packed. Packed, packed, packed. Yeah. And so I went there early thinking I'm just going to take me forever to get a table. Walked in, there was nobody there. Oh. Sat right down, got a table for six. Held Great. It, held it for a while and nobody cared because there was a bunch of other open tables. Now, like that was 6.30. Okay. So maybe that was a little bit of that. But um, but by 8, 8.30, they were rocking yeah. again. Yeah. Nine people were waiting for us to get, get out, out of our table. Oh, yeah. No, you <laughs> did the right thing by going early. Yeah, because every other time it's just been yeah. crazy. But I think it just was, it's a slow to start. But yeah. they were going. We, uh, I went to, well, and I'll tell you about this in my top two in our two, but we were at Norseman Distillery. 
Oh, and, okay. you know, in Northeast, mm-hmm. across from Eversharp Knives. Yes. Where I, I always well. go, I walk out of there, I'm like, oh, I got to go to Eversharp. I know. And I, I don't, know. like, plan accordingly. Right. I, I go to, see, I'm, I'm the flip of that. I go to Eversharp, yeah. and then I think, I got to go to Norseman. Yeah, I got to go to Norseman, <laughs> right? I know. I know, right? But it was, you know, same story where it was sort of, <clears throat> you know, we, I mean, I got there at like 3.30. I was early. So <laughs> I was, Hey, it's five o'clock I, somewhere. I had finished. I had an early dinner scheduled for 5.15. So like that happy hour had to happen early. Right. So, Hey, it's not your fault. I know. So <laughs> it was that way. Um, well we went to, um, because I was in the area and I had done a tour of a place, the new market barbecue. Oh, which right. Is, I've heard about it. Uh, is it great? So very, it's very, you guys, First of all, the Polsky family, who are the ones who operate this, were probably the very first barbecue restaurant in the Twin Cities. Right. I mean, like way back in like the tradition. 30s, you know? And they, uh, I mean, just the longest running restaurant, too, I think. One of the longest running restaurants in the Twin Cities. Um, and then, I mean, they've moved locations, but they've been open. So, uh, this is, it's kind of funny. Anthony Polsky, who is sort of the young guy who now is like the son, kind of taking over everything. Right. He literally is one of the more superstitious people I've ever met. And he moved everything over from the old space. They like they moved into Where a brand new get, space. The old space that, they gave that up not long ago, right? September. Five months. Did Five they months. Have the intention when they gave that space up of reopening again so quickly? Oh yeah, no, no, they knew. They always knew they it. had okay. yeah. But in that time, they took a building down to nothing and then rebuilt it up. They basically built from scratch their building okay. that they're in. But so then you think, oh, it's a vanilla shell. It looks like it's been there for fifty years because they took over all the booths, they have it all, there. all the wainscoting, like all the wallpaper, the Why carpet from the basement. Like it is legit, and they moved like the same. It's the same, pretty much the same seating plan, and then so like so that they could put the photos that were over those specific booths back into the same place. He, in the kitchen, I walked into their kitchen because I'd been in their kitchen before they closed. Right. And looking at the pit, the, it's in the exact, it was kind of spooky because you walked in and I had a total flashback of like, yeah, I thought it was weird that you had it feeling like this before. Right. And you've done it again. Right. Like he didn't, they well, did not improve on anything. Well, what was the purpose? <laughs> because the move is expensive and down five, five months downtime is really expensive. Yeah. So what was the purpose? Of moving? They had to move. They had, oh, yeah, okay. it was, it was yeah, thing. it was a forced thing. They Got had it. to move because that East Street area is getting redeveloped. Oh, all right. So off of Nicollet. So they had to move. They okay. found a place in Northeast and they made a deal because part of it is also they're moving a live fire oven that does not, that's not, you know what I mean? Like that had to be grandfathered in. Right. And so there had to be some, you know, movement, I think, and sure. some agreements and some promises made and who knows. Sure. And so they, so they did that and it is literally though, um, I mean, Here's the deal, you guys. Anthony, you know, we walked around and he was telling me about how like he literally brought like the heat lamps that are hanging over the pass where, you know, they put the food. They're kind of crusty looking. And I'm like, (laughs) those are the old heat lamps, aren't they? And I'm like, you could get new heat lamps. He's like, I know, but I can't. He's like, I can't. I couldn't. I had to take it all. He literally took everything. Well, you know, you'll be getting just as good a barbecue there as you were before. It's all the same. I know. I took, I did. uh, And so I do have a discussion with him. I started recording him as we were walking around. He's giving me the tour. So I'm going to put that up on the podcast. So weekly issues, you can listen to Anthony Polsky talking about his own insanity and how he knows he's crazy, but like he didn't know that's just. But he can't help it. He can't help it. Right. He had to put the phone in the exact same space in the kitchen. Like, and he goes, sometimes it bugged me that the phone receiver would fall and like 
break because it was such a long court. He's like, but I just did it again. <laughs> so if you love Market Barbecue before, you're, you're going to love, love it. it again. And all his employees were like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like we like they were off, you know, for five months, obviously. And uh-huh. they there's a thing, but there was no training. Because they just walked in and it was their same restaurant and they just started working again. So they just opened the doors. Right, right. It was crazy. Okay, Um, cool. The other place that I went yesterday that I wanted to make sure you guys knew about was I walked through Demi, which is... Oh, I cannot mm -hmm, wait to hear about this. Which is Gavin Kaysen's new spot. And it's in North Loop. It actually shares a parking lot with Spoon and Stable. Right. And it is going to be a... It's a 20-seat kitchen counter and that's it. Like it's like, and it's ticketed and there's going to be, you know, there's not going to be two big seatings. It's not going to be like seven fifteen and nine fifteen. It's going to be, there's going to be chunks of time throughout the night. Right. But there'll be, and you can either get, I think it was like an, an eight course or a 10 course or something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. a 10 and a 12. I can't remember, but there's a smaller tasting menu and a larger tasting menu. And in the on the other side, can you see them cooking it? It's, yeah, I mean, it's so in the it's middle. All, it's all it's open in and the middle. Yeah, it's like a big U-shaped bar, right? In the, and the, in the middle of that U-shape is the kitchen. This is a concept that is ha- has happened in other places mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of have a, one of the bigger restaurants, and then and then yep. a smaller yeah. one. It's a little bit. You could kind of feel it like Birdie was, mm-hmm. you know, next to a hot dish when Landon Schoenfeld was still here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the catbird seat down in um, Nashville. A lot of people right. where Chef Eric Anderson went, you know, right. used to uh, cook there. That's kind of the same idea. There's mm-hmm. plenty of places in New York, you know, right. that were like this. And so it's weird. I mean, it's it's not new, but I think what is new is. Um, well, I mean, the feel of the place is 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 very cool. It's very like a sort of a dark teal. The entire place is dark. It's kind of dark, but right. then the woods are really luxurious. It does feel very lakes and woods kind of thing. Um, nice. But it's just it's got um, it's got a pretty serene vibe. You know, I can't wait to try yeah. it. And I so it'll be fun. And so it's just tickets. You know what I mean? Like you just you have to buy going on, it's like a like a concert. Yeah. You buy a ticket. The ticket's yours. Yeah. But it's what I do like is that it's not like and like Travail does tickets and all that kind right. of stuff, too. But it's not like you buy your ticket and then everybody's eating at 730. I like the fact that like you, it's almost Kaiseki at uh, at um Kadonomisa and uh, is kind of the same mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. where you do if you come in at seven thirty you're just like you know behind you know the this the process just starts over again with right. you and I think I like that better than having it be a communal thing where everybody's all like oh everybody gets the sea urchin sure. and then everyone sits there looking at each other while they're all trying the sea urchin. I don't yeah, want to be I like I, I don't want to be in the like dinner that. with all of you. <laughs> I don't think I'm only here with the person I'm, I'm here, here with. with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So no, another thing right. that they're doing though is this is I mean like I said it's ticketed but it's um it's they're not going to put the menu out. You're not going to really know. You know, so it's prefixed. So you get so yeah. many. You get did you say four? Or? Well, and that's the thing. The other thing he said, he doesn't want to. Um, he doesn't want to put the. He doesn't want to let you know, like, like you get to choose your course, like one is 95 bucks, one is 110 bucks or something. Right. Short or long. But he doesn't want to have to like say this will be 10 courses so that you're not counting so that they're just until it's done. So it's just an organic experience. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be good. So I also have a recording of him talking about it. So I also recorded him because this is what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to record everybody I sit and chat with. <laughs> and, and then, then there's then the podcast. Put it on the podcast. <laughs> so stay tuned for that one. That one will go up later this week. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Taco Bell. Because That's right. 
It's time to talk about Taco Bell. It is. It's always time. <laughs> but listen, we have a great show. We have Jess Fleming coming on, and she's going to talk about the Pioneer Press beer uh, for the medallion hunt. We have Justin Sutherland of Top Chef coming on in the second wait. hour. And so if you haven't watched the show, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it. Okay. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Meredith Thieves today. Hello. And we are so happy to have her. Um so everybody's talking about committing to better eating. Right. Because that's what we all do in exactly. January. The anthem of January is, I'm going to do better. <laughs> right. Or, you know. <laughs> At least that was on January 2nd. I'm right. going to do better. <laughs> I, I know. I wonder about, I would like a health club report from someone. That's right. Because I don't know. Are your health are clubs. people still showing up? Yeah. Well, are they like, I know that first couple weeks is just crazy. Right. You can't get out of machine. Right. But is it like now, now that we're on the 12th, you know, halfway through? Might be a little easier. Might yeah. be a little easier to get on that elliptical. Possibly. It's possible. We're but, not judging. No judgment. No, I mean, and I'm 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 an outside runner, so I don't. But I mean, yeah, I definitely. Well, plus, by the way, outside runners. Can I get a hey, amen on this? This like warm weather in the afternoon, but then freezing overnight is killing my morning runs. I bet it I is. cannot skate it's down icy. another hill. That's exactly. You can hurt. Yourself. I am about to ACL tear because I'm just sliding with my legs. So. Right. I don't know. I do have those little like grips for the bottom of your shoes, but still, I feel like I just don't even want to risk it. It's scary when it's so icy. It'd be better to, if it were snowing. Yeah, it would. It would be way better. I'd That's way right. rather have that. Also, people are going to slide down my driveway into traffic. Whatever. Good That's luck. All right. Good luck. 2019. Good luck. <laughs> Not your problem. But so one of the things that we were talking about is like, as we are now, you know, people commit to better things in 2019. And I think mm-hmm. because we're human and we are fallible and we are only accountable for our own lives, we sort of have... A lot of leeway, you it's know. True. You, it's we do. True. But what happens when the big dogs commit to something better in 2019? And not just the big dogs. <laughs> not just <laughs> the big dogs, <laughs> but maybe like one of the biggest sinners of all. Right. Exactly. Should we talk exactly. about Taco Bell? I think we should. Taco Bell has made seven commitments in 2019. New year, new goals. They're saying, and this is on their own site. This is published right. on the Taco Bell website. And it says 2019 is here, which means New Year's resolutions are being made left and right. We decided to make some of our own this year, too. We're giving you, our fans, more of what you want and less of what you don't through our seven 2019 commitments. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a big company who has long been a processed food. That's right. You know, king. And they are basically trying to say so they're committing to this and they're saying, let's just go through them. Number one. Make our food as craveable as ever with even simpler, higher quality ingredients. Right. So here what they're talking about is, at least in part, is they're going to try to get rid of all those colors and flavors that they put Artificial. Artificial. Their food that yeah. are not real. Exactly. And so um, so they want to go to the that simpler, more identifiable ingredient uh, um menu yeah and that's going to be a big change for them from the people that gave us the dorito uh the bright <laughs> orange <laughs> dorito taco right whatever those are called someone will know <clears throat> i know and they're saying for example the u.s brand currently uses grilled all-white meat chicken uh vine ripened tomatoes makes its guacamole only from Haas avocados and makes pico de gallo fresh every day so, okay, so that's that's one right. thing. And they're saying it make as food as craveable as ever. That's that's the beginning of their tagline. Right. Basically, they want you to know they're not going to change the flavor, but they're going to change the quality. You're still going to want to go there yeah. when you're you know hungover and you're looking for some really you right. know, bad right. for you things. Okay, number two, work to ensure all our beef is sustainable. 
it's a it's a it's a good goal, especially because yep. do you recall like several years ago it came out that Taco Bell's meat like thirty percent of it isn't meat. Yeah, and I loved it because I don't know what it is. It's filler of some kind, some kind of grain or whatever kind yeah. of filler. And what I loved about it at the time was they spun it so beautifully. They were like, okay, but that makes it better for you, right? <laughs> Right, right. Not, not as much beef. Right, there's not as much beef in the beef, which is bad. So then, the fact that we have this beef is good. That the, it's the, not as the, all beefy. Yeah, whatever else we're putting in there, it's got to yeah. be better for you than the beef. Right. So no. Yeah, they're saying basically they joined the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, and uh, that they're a network of beef experts that are working to improve sustainability of U.S. grown beef, so that it's better for the environment, the animals, and you. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. Number two. That was number two. Number three is improve. By the way, back to number two, just quickly. It says work to ensure. So they're not saying that all their beef will be sustainable this year, but they're working towards it. Right. Okay. Number three, improve our recycling efforts one cup at a time. Basically, they're saying they've started to use recyclable cold cups and lids in all the restaurants. And by 2021, they're committed to making all of the cups 100% recyclable. Right. I mean, their paper's already recyclable because they wrap, I mean, as far as wrapping things in paper don't they wrap everything in paper they like do. burritos and tacos yeah it, i mean i'm assuming it's recyclable it's, it has that kind of waxy feel yeah. to it, but maybe okay that's an easy one that, that, that's I a like kind it. of a swing for the for sure. the fences that's what we should all be doing that yep number four says be even easier and better for vegetarians and flexitarians i think that's fascinating i didn't realize they had vegetarian options mm-hmm. on the menu i mean mm-hmm. beyond like just like nachos with cheese or whatever right but uh but they they do, don't they? Like, like potato tacos? Yeah. And... They said they have more than 8 million vegetarian combinations on their menu. That's a lot. 8 million. 8 million. Lot. Well, that's like, I could have a tortilla. That's one. I, that's I could right. have a tortilla, tortilla with, cheese. with cheese. That's two. I could have a tortilla with cheese and tomatoes. I could have a tortilla with lettuce. I could have a tortilla. I mean, like, you could just do, that's easy to say. And now that I think about it, I heard somewhere that their bean and cheese burrito is their most popular burrito that they sell. Really? Right. So, there you go. The vegetarians have been eating there all along. Okay. okay. Well, they are going to start, they've started testing their first dedicated vegetarian menu. So they're basically looking and they're on the lookout to make more vegetarian items. If it's their number one seller, well, yeah, go yeah. with that. So they're just going to take like 20 of those 8 million vegetarian combinations and they're going to put them I can't on the wait menu. for them to see the lettuce gordita, <laughs> basically, at the bell. That's All right. right, number five, not make customers choose between affordability and craveability. I like that. Wow. I, I mean, want it to be cheap. <laughs> I mean, right. They're saying every year we renew our commitment to making your dollar go further on our menu without sacrificing on taste, size, or quality. They have more than 20 menus on the val- 20 items on the value menu, and they are uh, they're thinking about that seriously. Yes. So they don't want to have to make they want to keep everything. This they, is a weird thing though. You're going to want to do sustainable beef, you're going to want to do higher ingredient quality ingredients, but you don't want to change but you want to keep it all It's going to have to be some clever thinking. I know. And sourcing. Good luck. Number six, create more jobs in the U.S. Taco Bell grows, so do job opportunities. We're hopeful that by 2022, we'll create 100,000 new jobs. All right. Okay. I'd love to hear them commit to paying those jobs well. Yeah, I don't want just jobs. I would like the actual thing is uh, gender and equality right. and diversity in hiring and also making sure that those jobs are being paid at a right at a living wage. Exactly. Number seven, support the Taco Bell Foundation in enabling young people to pursue their passions and dreams. So they've doubled mm-hmm. their funding to their own foundation. They've committed to, uh, to awarding $21 million in scholarships by 2021. 
Um, and you can round up now your order, you know, which is a very popular thing at co-ops. Yes. You know, and that yes. to me is the easiest way to capture, you know, any sort of dollars yeah, and cents. Uh, round I'll, it up. You keep my change. Yep. Uh, turning that spare change for meal into something that feeds the education dreams of the Live Moss scholarship winners and supports other educational programs. So those are their seven. So there it's, you know, and, and I think that it's interesting that they as a fast food company has done this. Do you think that it's because of Chipotle? Well, that was exactly what I was thinking was that is this going to make them, you know, drive them into that Chipotle market that is so huge now? Yeah. Um, and is is happening in other, you know, outside the Mexican food arena with all the Mediterranean naf naf and yep. roti and all that stuff. Um, I I don't know. I think it's an interesting. Is it the same market? Do we want the same things when I go to Chipotle? Am I really looking for the same kind of meal I'm looking for when I pull into the Taco Bell drive-in? Right. And you know. The thing I will give them the most credit for is being a monster big company and an old company and trying, if this is true, and if they commit to doing some of this stuff, to seeing change and to being a part of change. Right. Well, I think they've been working towards it for a couple of years. Like uh, a couple of years ago, they vowed to remove the extra large soda cups and use only cage-free eggs and you know serve chicken without antibiotics and all that good stuff. I think that they're working towards that. You know, and if maybe if and I'm not, you know, for me, you know, the funny thing is Taco Bell is Hanson's, you know, shame eating in the car, secret, yeah. secret shame eating food. Um, and so I, you know, and I rip on her all the time for it. But, I, you know, you got to say, like, if there's a company this big and they see the future and they see and they understand that you have to evolve to stay alive in this market right that and everything is being disrupted and everything is being changed to for them to take this proactive now i'm hoping it's not just you know corporate speak because i've seen that too where they do where they talk a lot they post a big thing and then does anybody ever investigate to find out how it's going i don't know aren't maybe real numbers attached so how can they ever be you know but but the question i guess is and and talk about chance and her shame meeting is that though part of the attraction i know this is what your question was are people going there because they want a down and dirty cheesy cheeserito right and they want to pay like a dollar for it and they want it to be sort of toxic and yellow and post beer and that's what you need or do they want to feel better about it you know yeah this will be the next generations will have they they do say that they are craving uh they do want to know more and they want it to be better Right. So well, it's like you and I in our 20s didn't care. Exactly. <laughs> maybe this next generation, they've already grown up with a higher level of understanding of food. And maybe they want to capture, they still want to capture those 20s, but they know they have to change a little bit to do that. Exactly. Well, it'll be interesting to see. And I and I applaud them for their efforts over the last couple of years. I think that that's a, it's not a bad, you know, um, direction to go in and... But I'll be interested to see if that's what people really want from their Taco Bell. There we go. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break. We come back, we're going to talk about the new Pioneer Press Medallion Hunt beer with Jess Fleming. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. We are now being joined in studio by Jess Fleming, who is the food editor at the Pioneer Press. How are you today, doll? I'm great. How are you? I'm so glad you could be here. Thanks. All right. It's my, one of my favorite things about Minnesota and about the wintertime that we so love here. Yes. Because it is winter official. Um, what I like to call 
Varsity, Minnesota, um, <laughs> is basically uh, the winter carnival because we take it, we so ce- we celebrate, we have a great time, right? We do right. ice castles, we do rinks, we right. do crazy Vulcan themed fire. We love it. Displays. We're cooking outdoors lately. We and- are cooking all through fire and everything else. <laughs> I love it. So, but a long, long time ago, my very first favorite thing about the winter carnival was the medallion hunt. Now, Meredith here does not understand what I'm talking about. No, I need to hear about this. I'm not a native Minnesotan, so I have so much to learn, and I'm dying to hear about this. So, the Pioneer Press, you guys started it, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, It is in its 56th year, I believe. Yeah. Um, And you, so somebody writes clues, and they are published every day in the Pioneer Press. During the Winter Carnival. Yeah, and it's hidden somewhere on Ramsey County public land. There's an actual medallion that is hidden. And somebody from the Pioneer Press hides it. Yeah. And then everybody digs for it, and it is right. It is a thing. So it has to be on a St. Paul public land, and it's usually in parks. Usually well, that means sorry. it's okay. a park. Got it's it. the 68th. Oh, 68th year. Wow. Yeah. When I was a kid, and I mean that as a high schooler who had a car, uh, I would. We had a little crew who would like plot it. We figured we were smarter, of course, than everybody because the clues are very poetic and sort of. You have to know a little bit about St. Paul history. You have to know about topography yep, and all those sure. things. So we did a whole thing where we would sit and noodle clues and then go out and dig. Yeah, I know. Fun. And you and you're out there and there's tons of these How people fun. who are and there's there's groups, dedicated groups. Like there's a bunch of people called the Cooler Crew. And they're out there digging, and they're very... And then there's another crew. There's another... I don't remember. There, there are many crews. <clears throat> there's actually a documentary about it. Yeah. Which we're going to show oh. at the event. So the Pioneer Press has been the sponsor. Also, by the way, nobody knows who writes the clues. This is part of the coolness of it. No. It's, it's a been, mystery. It's been different people over the years. I, I can say that. Yeah. Um, well, 68 yeah. years. <laughs> it better be. It better be. But uh, no, I have no idea who writes the You have the no clues. idea. Right. None. So it's very mysterious and very fun, and it's 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 very interactive. And it's and when the internet kind of came on board, it became much more interactive. You know, chat boards, people like hashing out the clues and the messages, and being like, "Well, yeah. I think this means this." No, no, you're crazy. This means this. And oh, I bet the yeah. internet's made it even more oh, interesting. Yeah, insane. Reddit and Facebook. It's, it's insane. It's a- so this is the first year, though, that the Pioneer Press has also smartly launched a beer in conjunction with the treasure hunt. Yes. The beer is from Bad Weather, which could there be a more perfect name no, for that's a brewery? Good. I know. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just happen to be one of my favorite breweries. They're super close the to the tap room house. is great. I'm there all the time. Yeah. And, you know, friends with the owners, they're great people. Anyway, so um it is a we're calling it a dark cream ale. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are beer nerds, you will know that uh you'll know the Kentucky Common style, which is um it's it's called Kentucky Common because it's brewed with corn. Oh. Like bourbon. Yeah. Huh. Right. Okay. So um the corn gives it almost a little bit of a sour flavor. Yeah. But it's a lighter, it's not a I wouldn't call it light. It's got a lot of sort of like that multi, you know, richness to yep. it. But it's definitely not a thick, heavy beer. No. And that's it, really nice no. for when you have to go, you know, digging in the snow. It's a really easy drinker. <laughs> it is. It is. So, I like it because it's not the big IPA. Yeah, it's super. No. Not, it's you know. not hop for. I mean, like, it no. definitely doesn't like. It's not a hop bomb. Which I'm no. not a big fan of. So I, I love, love hop bombs, I love this. But this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a really easy drinker. Anyway, so um, we are having a launch party mm-hmm. at 
Bad Weather Tap Room, and it is January 19th, which is a Saturday. Next it, Saturday. Yeah, it also happens to be the day the first clue is released, which never says anything. Let's be real. <laughs> no, the so first clue well is like party. the biggest. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like. How many clues do you have to get into before they start to become Although, a thing, like real? There was one guy, a couple, like, m- you know, maybe 10 years ago or something. I think he found it on the second clue. Oh, that's like second crazy. or third clue. And that, that is such a bummer oh, because you have so many more days of clues and people are like, we're done. Wait, yeah. we're done. Oh, that's rough. And everyone thought that he was, it was like Jake the Puck Hunter or something oh, like that. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that they actually hid a second one and said, we're going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. I was I paying attention those years. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they have to make the clues really hard because they, they want it to last. Right. Because it's and there's money involved in this, people. Besides, oh, the, oh, yeah, oh yeah, you're not just it's, grand. yeah. There's ten thousand oh, dollars involved money. in this. Yeah. Real money. You have to register ahead of time. Yeah. So in order to be able to be considered for the big money, because they don't want people just walking in at the very end and then like, hey, I found this thing, you know, and then they're like, so I mean, you just have to register your name so that you can get the big money. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's it's people take vacation from work yeah, to do, do this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thing. I mean, it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, hey. there's people who think that they can like do better at that than going out of the casino. But what a so fun way to enjoy the winter, like the the I heart know. of the winter. Right. Minnesotans yeah. own winter. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's varsity for us. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, right. so the so event. party, the party, party, um, party. It goes from noon until midnight, um, but things will really start to ramp up in the afternoon. Yeah. We have. Um, a ton of winter carnival trivia that we're putting into a trivia game that's oh, going from three to five. Okay. Uh, there will be an ice bar. I will be bartending for a little bit. <laughs> Are you going to be bartending, like, say, at, in the beginning? Um, more in the afternoon. Okay. Because so, we might come right after the show next week. Oh, okay. You know? um, yeah, I don't, I'm not... I don't know what my time's. You don't know what you're. You don't know what you're doing. (laughs) But it's going to be fun. Yeah. So we're going to show No Time for Cold Feet, the documentary. There's going to be memorabilia. We have a ton of treasure hunt member memorabilia. It's been going on a long time. Yep. Um. I. You know. We're going to have these people who have written books about Mm -hmm. the treasure hunt. It's going to be oh, a huge is, thing. This, like this is I'm like the like thing I got to do. Go, right? yeah, I'm going. I'm and at going. the ice bar, we're going to have 100 ice mugs yeah. that you can fill with a beer, which I'm not sure how that's going to work, but yeah. <laughs> we're going to see. Yeah. Huh. Bring they may have like the handles that they freeze into the mug. You know Maybe. what I mean? So that the handle isn't ice, but the ice, the beer is. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't but know. But then it feels like the clock is ticking if it's not <laughs> super Yeah, right? I just really hope that that's cold. a that's it's January. It's, it's going to be cold January. enough. Seriously. <laughs> it's Minnesota. Oh God, I love it. Okay, so this is next Saturday. It's at Bad Weather Brewing, which is right. on West 7th. Mm-hmm. And is it free to attend? It is free to so attend. You just show up. You yep. can buy your beers. You can buy your... Is there going to be snacks, I assume? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Come we on. have yeah, Tiki Tim's food. food truck. Yes. And then also Parlor Bar is doing a pop-up. Oh. So they're going to serve their fabulous burger. Oh, That's yeah. a hot dog burger. from their menu. That's a perfect yeah. combo. It is. Love it. It is. Oh, and, um, just, mm. oh, and there'll be raffles all day for... Um, the can is beautiful. There's the can is from a local really artist. lovely. Yeah, Which so the they spirit. made that into posters. There's t-shirts. There's all kinds of stuff that we're going to be giving away all day. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I think this is a smart new tradition, new addition to the tradition. We're talking about yes. evolution and how people have to grow and change mm-hmm. and to kind of keep up with the next generations in order yeah. them to kind of buy in. This is it. Well, Don't I just, you think? I, I think, think it's, it's a great, great excuse for everybody to gather all the people who are really into this yeah. and, you know, have some beers and talk about the hunt. Yeah. 
I know, I know. I kind of want to get my smart little nerd boys into the gaming of the... Because like, if they can figure out the clues, I'll go dig. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. That's fine, because I think you have to be 18 or older, maybe. Or maybe um, it's like I'm a, pretty one sure person you. does in your group or whatever. Right. So, yeah, because that was a big thing in, when we were in high school. We always had, like, somebody Need else. somebody. Yeah, to win the 10 grand, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. I know, I know. That's great. So that's cool. All right, so that's next Saturday. Then the hunt goes on from 19th through... The end of the carnival, uh, it's right? The, yeah, it's the 24th. It's 12 days, I believe. 12 days, right? Plus, yeah. there's other stuff going on at the carnival, like we were saying. Yeah. Do you guys sponsor other things? Um, no. The tr- the hunt is our big thing. Yeah. Um, it goes till February 3rd. Okay. Um, but the beer w- is going to be available in at the uh, carnival in the warming tent on the Kellogg Mall Park. Okay. Um, and that's new, apparently. Okay. And they're going to have a lot of local craft beers, including ours. Good. Um, so that'll be there throughout the duration of the carnival. And then, um, you can also get it in tall boy cans, which are super cute. And you can look for those starting next week. We're not officially saying it's released until after the release party, but you might find it in a liquor store next week. All right. Good job. Well, and follow Jess Flum on the the Twitters and all the stuff to uh, find all the good food stuff in town too. Yeah. She's our girl. All right. Thanks for being here, Jess. Cheers. And good luck to all you puck hunters out there. I still want to beat you all. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Guess what? It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you have any questions, give us a call 651-641-1071. And of course, Meredith Deeds does happen to be a recipe expert, people. So if you're cooking today and you have questions about like what you should do or how you should do it, she's our girl. Stump the chump. Jess is still here, Fleming from St. Paul. If you have questions about where to eat in St. Paul or, you know, what's going on with things over there, she's here to hang out for a little while and answer those questions. I'm just, you know, the girl who talks a lot (laughs) and says things. So I'll answer. I I mean, I may not be real or right, but I can answer. That's for sure. Um, so we're excited about that. There's a lot of great stuff happening in the Twin Cities and a lot of things that are bubbling and it's kind of an exciting time for everything. We were just saying that there's a lot of things on the move and, um, you know, that we we're just, I was, I walked through Demi, I'm telling Justice yeah. that was really good and I'm excited for that kind of thing. But I'm also excited for just the way things are kind of moving and changing and the way that people are kind of, you know, the smaller places that are all going big too. You know, I just talked to the people at Malcolm Yard. Yeah. That's still happening. I know that's finally happening. Right. Yeah, it, they had a lot of delays, I but know. but I'm happy to know that they're doing like independent vendors in there, that it's going to be, you know, a traditional food hall, no market part. It's right. all It's all restaurants. Yeah. Where's I'm located? excited about it. It's right by Surly. It's oh. going to go in that big yeah, field so right here in oh. front of United Crushers. You know what I mean? Oh, I, no, sure. Right there. So yeah. you guys, I mean, like if someone says United Crushers, do you know what that is? No. Okay. You don't. Uh, it's those silos. Yes, that I says mean, United when, Crushers on the top. Okay, <laughs> I got it the minute you made the hand motion, oh, well. which is that is the universal <laughs> the universal silo. Silo is that what motion. that is? <laughs> is that what that is? That is. But that's it's funny because I think that I always reference it like United Crushers, and I realize that I don't even know. I mean, like that's kind of a weird landmark because right. it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just graffiti. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. But, but everybody that's been to Surly knows they're right next to the, the, the large silos. silos. <laughs> yes, if you will. But so the milk. What's their target? Are they still thinking uh, like summer? No, it's next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay. Next spring, I think. Oh God! When we first talked to them, they were talking like they were like, Before "Well, we're not going to get Super Bowl, but we'll get mm-hmm. it just after." And I was like, "Well, Ooh. initially they wanted the Super Bowl." Yeah. That's what. I was told this week. Yeah, I, I love this trend though. I yeah. love this food hall. The food hall trend. Trend. Right. 
I know it. I'm a fan. Well, okay, and 651-641-1071 if you guys want to call in. I do think there's a weird thing about food halls and then being... I think there has to be a balance. We all know that Keg and Case is killing it, mm-hmm. right? I yes. mean, like, that seems to be... And I think they're pulling business from other areas that we didn't think that they would be, but they are. Yeah. And um, I think that's a great balance. And once Pimento Kitchen gets open again, you know, it kind of like that's that going to have more of a like you can grab and go kind of a thing yeah for actual food that you're eating that's why i think revival has a huge line all the time right um but i think that some of the other places i I worry that they think it's easy enough to just plop things down and just go like oh yeah here's a collection of things and now we're a food Mm -hmm. hall right and that is not it no i mean you have to be careful about what you put in there yeah i do like the mix at keg and case because i always i I'm not a shopper. I hate shopping. Do you really? But I will go there yeah. and buy stuff because... Because you're there? Yeah. So do you find yourself like thinking, well, I'm going to go get a slice of pizza at the pizza place, but then I also am going to grab some cheese and sausages and stuff because it's right across the way? For sure. Yeah. And um, I did Christmas shopping there this year. Yeah. Oh, great. Bought my mom the lotion bar from Worker Bee. She can't stop talking about it. All her knitter, knitting friends are like insane and oh, they all want it. Oh, my God. So, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm happy for it. That's for sure. And I wish that there was, um, I wish that there was a way to sort of not, I wish that, you know, I, I want them to be destination places. So I don't want there to be like 20 of them. Right. You know, I wanted to keep sure. some really cool, curated, solidly representative places. That would be great. Um, we do have, uh, we have David on the line. Hey, David, what's going on? So I have a brother who's a hunter. Okay. And he has gifted me with some wild duck. Oh. And it's something I have no, I've got a lot of experience in cooking, but not with much with wild games. So I'm wondering if there is any good resource that I could look at for some recipe ideas, cookbooks, things like that. Like I love the John Whipley venison book. Yeah. Something like that, but that I could apply to, to duck. Um, so the only thing before Meredith dips in, what I'm going to say is that just be aware that it's not going to be anything like farm raised duck, um, because it is so, it is going to be such a different texture because the food that wild, you know, ducks eat is so much different than what, you know, grass or or farm red. So just be aware that maybe you're going to need, it might be tougher. You're probably going to have to do some sort of a, I don't know, like, I don't want to say a braise, Meredith. What do you have any intel? Well, so I guess the first question is, you know, what kind of duck is it? Because um, <laughs> because it makes a big difference. I, I know I've and I only know this because my neighbor is a duck hunter. Um, and I know that sometimes he gets like ducks that he like, you He's know, like, no, no, really <laughs> bottom feeder kind of ducks. Oh, He's not loving and others are much better. So the ones that are much better might be okay to do something, you know, more traditional duck, like, you know, with the breast and whatnot. Otherwise, yeah, I think the move to make is to, um, you know, Hank Shaw, by the way. That's what I was just yeah. going to say. Hank Shaw is a great resource. He's got a blog yeah. that's very well known and also some cookbooks. And, and he's kind of a hunter, re, you know, gatherer kind of guy. Good. And um, a great resource for that. So look for Hank Shaw. But, you know, with game, we traditionally spice it up because it's got a lot of those really strong flavors. So whatever you're doing, braising or confit, or, yeah. which is cooking and cooking it slowly and fat, which is sort of a braising Beautiful technique. way. Um, you're gonna you're gonna want to add some of those nice spices, the cloves, uh, yeah. cinnamon kind of things to 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 back off of the gaminess a little bit. Sound good, okay. David? 
Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to try it. Also, I was going to say the other thing you might want to do, honestly, is just send John Whiffley an email. Or like hit him up oh. on his Facebook page too and just ask him because he hunts all sorts of things. He's just right. got a fresh fish book coming out. He would be a good one to kind of hit up too. I will do that. I'll probably be at the food truck tonight. There so. you go. Hit him right <laughs> up, man. Yeah, well done. <laughs> all right, David. Have a good day. Thanks. All right. We also have Patty on the line. Hey, Patty, what's going on with you today? Oh, hi. I just am wondering what the what the correct oil is to um, bake potato rounds or french fries. I was using olive oil, but then um, recently heard that at a higher temperature, that is not a good idea. So can you tell me about that? Shall I jump in? I think you shall. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you're talking about not baking, but frying, right? We're looking to fry no. these things? No, I actually bake them oh, in the oh, oven. Okay, got bake it. in the oven, but in with a high. Little, in high. Yeah. Well, you know, you can use olive oil absolutely for that. There's no problem with that. You're not going to get a, a, a high enough heat in your oven, yeah. Um, unless you're using oh. a you know extremely. I mean, you're not, are you talking like a 500? We got to wrap this up quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, olive I'm oil will work just fine. 400. It'll be no problem. You can use you can use uh, vegetable oil if you want, but olive oil is great for that. Don't oh, worry about okay. it. Even at 400? Oh, no problem at 400. No problem. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Patty. Hey, guys, we're going to we're gonna have to go to the second hour. We're going to take a break. Dawn, we're going to come back with you, so hold on tight. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.